0: Something magical happened last night. I had been out during the day. I bought a background, put it up because there were some technical issues that were bothering me with the, the videos. I get home after I'm doing that. I film the video. Then I go online. I check on my favorite show, my favorite internet show, Red Bar Radio. And I'll explain what that is in a second. But, oh my gosh, they were covering this channel. The one you're watching right now. It was mind blowing to me. Red Bar Radio started in 2003. This is before podcasts. He was one of the first people to do this. His name's Mike David. He does the show with his wife, his lovely wife, Jules David. It seems like they have a massive team of 100 people. I don't know how it all operates, but he hosts it all on his website. And he has a purely subscription-based model to keep it going. I think in one of the episodes he talked about how it costs him like 96000 a year for broadband because he's hosting it on his own servers or, you know, you farm that out to some company, whatever. He's not doing it on YouTube because he doesn't want to self-censor. He focuses on goofing on comedians with podcasts and that have made a name for themselves and internet celebrities, and podcasters in general. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. I love it, and part of that is because I'm friends, or comedy friends, with most of the comics he makes fun of. So what happened was, I made a video called Defending, or In Defense of Burt Kreischer, and I was talking about how A comic shouldn't publicly criticize or get in a feud with another comic. It's not good. And then I remembered as as I was finishing up the video, oh, wait, it's going to seem hypocritical because I happen to like Red Bar, and he does that. So I added the addendum, and here's what I'll say again. It's not hypocritical for a couple different reasons. The channels on YouTube that generally critique Two Bears in One Cave or Tiger Belly, or any of those things. They're getting into the the real personal lives of these comics, and they're not good at it. They're just showing a couple clips and then jumping to conclusions about, oh, is is their marriage almost over? Things like that. They're also not comics. Red Bar, as far as I know, is not a comic. But he... (laughs) What's funny to me is he's so nitpicky about very specific things. And then he does pranks on comics when they get a little bit too full of themselves. He calls them light college pranks. And to me, it's funny. I sent the video to their Facebook page. And I said, hey, I made this. I just want to send this to you because I want to tell you how much I appreciate your content. I'm not trying to get clicks or anything like that. I never thought that they were gonna put that on their show. So I'm honored that they did that. And as far as it helping this channel, I doubt that'll happen. He he has his own audience that he's built. I think very few of them are comics looking to get better at comedy. My channel is very niche or niche, or I don't know how to say it. I don't wanna Google it, because I wanna get this made. So it's not for that for me. It was just, again, I look at this channel and my progress or setbacks as my comedy career when I started out. So I'm new to all this stuff. I'm not an expert with YouTube or technology or any of that. But I got four amazing lessons out of it. Number one, take a chance. If you think your stuff's good, risk looking bad. I sent them that video, I was proud of it, and I was kissing their ass, but it was genuine. I mean, I really do love the show, and I think that my points are valid about why that show is the exception. They could have ridiculed me. I mean, he did make a couple jokes, calling me old and making fun of my production values, and I thought it was funny. It's like getting roasted by Don Rickles. I learned that lesson about taking a chance a long time ago. It was right when I was... It was probably about 2007... I had taken this self-improvement seminar. It's a weekend seminar called the Landmark Forum. And what they stressed was people usually spend their lives trying to avoid looking bad and trying to look good. Look at social media. That's pretty much all it is now. That and bitching and moaning about stuff. One of the other things they talked about is, and I may have adapted this a bit, but living as if your life depends on it because it does your day-to-day life your your aspirations your goals and just what you're doing right now it does depend on your actions your thoughts and your actions so i took all that advice and i had scripts that i didn't know how to get to anybody i didn't have an agent or a manager so what did i do when i was at comedy clubs and i saw famous comics i went up to them or people in the industry I went up to Russell Simmons. He was on the middle of a phone call parking in the uh, improv lot where the lab is now, right next to the improv. And I said, hey, Russell, I know you're on the phone. I'm sorry. He goes, one second. Yeah. I said, I'm a, a screenwriter. I have a script that I think would be perfect for your production company. He goes, yeah, man, just call my production company. Tell them I said it was okay to send over and send it over. They read it. I did the same thing with Chris Rock. We had the same lawyer. It was a big law firm. And he's like, yeah, 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 have have the lawyer send it over. That's the closest I had to anybody who could send my stuff to someone. I did it with Ice Cube. I found his production company's number on the internet. I called him. I said, hey, I have this great all black cast script. It's a movie and it's uplifting. It's not negative. Will you guys read it? Yeah. They read it. They gave me feedback. They're like, we really like this. It's not right for us, but send us other stuff when you have it. And my mind was blown. It didn't matter if they said yes at that point. I got blown off really hard by somebody. I'll tell you that in a second. But just the thrill of realizing I can control certain things. And one of those things is asking and putting my stuff out there. I wasn't obnoxious about it. That's not my style. I don't even ask people to subscribe on this channel. But I did it, I, I stepped outside my comfort zone. And so the, the one embarrassing time was I saw Jim Carrey at the uh, comedy store and I had business cards at the time. And I wrote on it, hey, I, I read a book that you had recommended in GQ magazine and it changed my life. And so I wanted to see if you'd read a script of mine that I think would really interest you, maybe it could help both of us. So I hand it to him because the show's going on. I didn't want to disrupt anything. Then I see him outside. He's in the parking area behind the comedy store. I said, hey, Jim, I don't know if you saw the note, if you got to read it yet. I'm another comic. He goes, yeah, yeah. Got it right here. I'll have my people call you. I was like, oh. and I mean, he probably gets bombarded with people doing that. What I couldn't tell him at the time is I had just finished working on a ghostwriting project for that person that I wrote for. We did a script that he was set to star in with Angelina Jolie. Because I had made a commitment to the the screenwriter, I couldn't just say that. But he acted like I was just some Joe Schmo and I wanted to like dude I just wrote all this stuff for you you just I can't tell you it finally led me to doing that with Tim Allen I I knew somebody that worked at the company that managed him I said hey I have the script will you read it she said yeah and got it to Tim he read it he loved it. it wasn't right for him but they were open to hearing any other ideas that I had So I sent over three other ideas and I waited a while. I followed up after like a month and I said, what do you think? Yeah, he didn't like those two ideas. I said, okay, well, what about the third idea? What third idea? Well, here's the idea. Hold on, let me call him. They called me right back and set a meeting. That's how much they liked the idea. If I didn't, Initially contact them if I didn't follow up or if I didn't say, hey, what about that third idea? I never would have sold that movie. So push yourself. Don't worry about looking bad. The next lesson, be humble. In the clip that I'm gonna show you, part of what Mike David makes fun of is my production values, the, um, the blurring. And he's totally right. He knows way more than I do about this. Even if he knew less, he's doing it right. And it's always bothered me how I was trying to have the blurred effect through my iPhone. And it was making my, I talk about it in in today's video that I shot last night before I even saw this. It's also why I changed the background. I went out tonight to try to find this adapter So I could film this in 4K because when it gets compressed, it's a worse resolution than I would like. So I'm in what um, Red Bar would call obeyment. He he made a criticism and I took the criticism and I actually made improvements. So I'm going to get that part through eBay and I'm going to take the advice. He knows a lot better than I do. He has the best Production value in podcasts. Be humble. An open micer can give you a suggestion that may work. You don't have to think about it as, oh, I'm this very important person. I'm a channel with like 219 subscribers. There's lots of things I need to learn. The next lesson, comics. Don't take yourself so seriously. The comics he makes fun of. Brian Callen, Bobby Lee. Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir, Sam Tripoli. I think he went a little too far with Sam Tripoli, but that's, that's none of my business. Like, that's between them. I know all of these people. We've been comedy friends for decades. Some of them are closer friends than just comedy friends to me. And, you know, friendships ebb and flow. I haven't been out there in a long time. But
1: I've I've
0: done a bunch of stuff for these guys. Let's just put it that way. And I'm so happy that they're all successful. I also laugh because sometimes comics take themselves a little too seriously. Sometimes they can't take a joke. He's goofing on my friends who are comics who goof on everybody else. And he's doing it in a funny way about trivial little things. You got to pop that balloon every once in a while. And some of the comics, they get infuriated by him, which also makes me laugh. If we're going to make fun of everybody, we're not off limits. We're so on limits that we should be getting it back. As long as it's not like super... Harsh for meanness sake and you know, I think you know where the line is the final lesson stay true to your principles Don't let the allure of getting on your favorite show or blowing up on YouTube cause you to lose some of your integrity Because I know all those comics. I have a lot of crazy stories There was a lot of shit that went on behind the scenes I know a lot of secrets. I could have fed the Red Bar Show a bunch of dirt on people. I could have started a YouTube channel where I'm talking about all of that drama. That's not me. I know it would be successful because that's what people eat up. But you know what? I made it on that show without having to do that. And if I'm stuck at 219 subscribers for the rest of this channel, That's okay. I'd rather make it with something that I think is valuable, which is helping comics get better, than tearing other people down. Disclosing private information. I don't want to embarrass my friends. I don't want to sell them out. So be principled. If your stuff is good, people will notice it. And in this case, it's a little bit different because, again, I... (laughs) I'm saying very positive things about that show, and I mean it. But I've always tried to stick to that. And I I miss the mark sometimes. I have to apologize to people because I've done something wrong or, or said something out of school. But everything that I've done in my career, I'm proud of. I didn't do shady stuff. To get ahead and so maybe i didn't reach certain levels of fame who cares outside of the comedy the thing that i admire most about mike david and jules david red bar radio is they stand by their principles their show is a hundred percent sponsored by their fans i think it's ten dollars a month and every other episode is free they record like six or eight hour episodes. It's it's insane. They do it, I don't know, once a week. They don't run it on YouTube because they don't want to self-censor. And Mike talks about that on the show. He says all these comics, they're against cancel culture. They're against censorship. But they're still on YouTube. They're still on Spotify. They're still on all these podcast networks because the money's really good. They're reading ads. He doesn't do any ads on his show. The clips that you'll find of red bar on YouTube. It's from other people clipping the show and he has very strict requirements. And I don't blame him. He wants it really high quality with the good audio. I hope I did that justice. I'm using OBS, which I don't really understand. But he criticizes people for doing things. And then he does it the way that he thinks it should be done. You have to admire that. You have to admire a guy who says, you know what? I'm going to create my own opportunity that people can't take from me. That I can't get canceled because I said a certain word. They can't deplatform me. Because I want to do what I think is funny. I hope you enjoy this clip. For me, it was so unexpected, so funny. And honestly, it was better than the two times I got nominated for Emmys. Because, it's, I don't know, weird things make me uh, happy and proud. And, man, for a channel that's only been around for a couple months like 39 videos. This is the 40th. To get on the radar of my favorite show, that's a win. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have lots of wins in your career. And we just have one more here. Red bar in the wild for tonight.
1: This one is great, too. This is... So we got a guy apologizing to us. And now we got a guy... Crazing us. This is crazy. I'm going to go to the part, right? 1030. Wait till you see this. We were shocked when we saw this. And imagine being me. Imagine being you. (laughs) And someone sends you these videos of people like this knowing who you are. It's crazy. Priceless. This man knows us. Let's hear him out. You can lower
0: that. It's funny because he's overweight. And now he's stuck with it, which is funny to me. Maybe you should read the title of this video. Oh, Okay, so the title of this video
1: from this very serious, you know, respected, educated professor, the title of his video, in black and white, dressed like this, dressed like a full-on Gramps in defense of bert kreischer is title. in defense of bert kreischer what do you have to do with covering bert kreischer that's for insane people to do (laughs) so let's hear maybe this is a scientific (laughs) angle as to why bert's bad i hope well no it's in defense of bert well
0: let's see what he says he's going
1: to talk about us
0: this man to each other Stick up for each other. Comics stick together. Oh, okay. we're supposed to help each other, and you see in oh. those relationships oh my God. that those comics. Wait, look at this. He's saying comics.
1: Is he on board with this idea? Comics got to stick together.
0: Yes, he's defending Bert Kreischer. So, and now he's people. showing a picture of
1: Bert, Joey
0: Diaz, Joe Rogan, and Tom Segura. Let's see what he says. Became famous together. They became and they helped famous. each other they out. each other. I'm sure. What's this going like to be? Like I said, I'll get some backlash for this. But be, before you tee off on me in the, in the comments, if you're a comic, maybe use that time to write some jokes. Ooh. Maybe watch another one of my videos and see if there's something I can teach you. Whoa. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I've been doing this a long time. Thank you for watching this. And I hope you find one more thing. Oh my God. There's one channel that gets a pass criticizing comics because they're funny, really funny. This can't be happening. <laughs> they put in the effort, and it's very. Like petty to the point where it's comical, and that's Red Bar. I I, I don't like everything that Mike David does, but him and Jules together, the finest production you'll ever see in a podcast. (laughs) They run everything themselves, and sound good. Most of it's just light college pranks, so they will get the okay for me a guy with 133 subscribers Woo! I'm giving them Thank my okay and my stamp of approval Thank everybody you. else get they that should play out. that at the
1: Oscars on the big <laughs> screen for the
0: audience mouths.
1: he added that in
0: he <laughs> Wait, went back and he goes
1: Whoa, what's he
0: doing <laughs> what do you think of the new set it's not a green screen it's you're, is he asking? I me? got it at an estate sale a while ago, probably like five years ago. It an estate sale—that's like the old set of canceled Printout. Those are and printouts.
1: I'm, like,
0: <laughs> I'm just going to make these long.
1: You're using <laughs> so, a fake so the, blur,
0: so the runtime or the watch blur time is has to be low because people are like, all right, wrap it. You've up. gone
1: mad. His blurs opening right here. There, foolish <laughs> mistake. No cuts in this video. You said I'm the only man who knows what's right. <laughs> well, guess what?
0: <laughs> but he's doing great. I don't know. I like. Wait, like I want that blur to break. Just break that blur. Instead of trying to go by everything I've written down, if it comes out, comes out. All right, that's Break that blur. How did he get away with it?
1: Okay, I love you. Thank you so much. There's one person that could get away with it all. And that means you have to live under that rule as well, old man. I could do anything to you now. You've given me the permission. Well, thank. Those were some great red bar in the wilds. Thanks for sending those. And if you have them, send them to me, and we'll talk. We'll talk money. I'm always amazed at who's out there.